when I first saw this, I was disgusted. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, you're removing healthy papilla, uh, what's gonna, <laughs> you're gonna destroy the biological waste, the patient will die, the patient will get necrosis, you know, all these things. Welcome to Group Function, where the pro Serati work together to find good solutions to worthy problems in dentistry with your host, Jazz Gulati. Have you ever had that scenario where you've you got your matrix band in and you've got this lovely looking contact area and you're thinking, great, there's gonna be a home run restoration. But then you put in your wedge and pfft, okay, the whole contact's now open, right? The matrix that was beautifully contacting the adjacent tooth before is no longer contacting that tooth. What's happened there and how can we overcome this really simple, basic, but daily bread and butter issue? I've got none other than Mashek Savinsky, who obviously came on uh, to do a, an amazing episode all about matrix selection, like which is the best matrix, and I hope you enjoy that episode. So today, we're gonna be talking about these class two woes. Do you make these class two mistakes? We're gonna be talking about the importance of recognizing how to overcome this issue that as soon as you put a wedge in, the contact area opens. Or the second scenario is the importance of soft tissue removal. Like I, I couldn't believe that when I spoke to Mashek, he revealed that in 70% of his class two cases, he's having to remove some soft tissue. Now, if you've seen some of his work on, on Facebook, you'll see why. He's dealing with some pretty deep lesions the whole time. So that makes perfect sense. And he gives you one more pearl as well. So welcome Patrice Rati, I'm Jazz Galati, to this group function, all about how can you improve your class two contacts and how to overcome common scenarios. We'll catch the main episode and I'll catch you in the outro. And if you catch the outro, you will see a massive discount on Mashek's uh, class two course. It's called Contact Point Ambassador. It's way more than a class two course. It's like getting solid contacts uh, consistently. So if you wanna do the kind of cases he does on social media in terms of like really solid dentistry, restorative dentistry, without never having open contacts again, uh, from all the different types of rings, Teflon floss, uh, matrices, and the whole sort of dissection of it, for the cost of one restoration, you can do this course with this 50% off. So catch that in the outro and I'll see you there. Mashek, AKA Magic. Uh, welcome back to the Protrusive Dental Podcast. I had to bring you back one more time, my friend, because you absolutely blew everyone's mind when we talked about which is the best matrix system. How are you, my friend? Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, thank you for the invitation. It's a big pleasure for me to be with you a second time. Uh, nothing really big change except uh, I did something for the very first time. I launched my first online course. I was very happy about it. Also, I was a bit nervous because you, it's a little bit nervous when you do something for the very first time, also like in like in dentistry. Uh, but yeah, it's everything is 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 really great. So thank you. I'm so glad you did that because um, Mashek, as someone who creates online education myself, I was waiting for you to do that because the amount of value that you give on your social media posts. I was waiting for something a bit more structured and, and you finally did that and I was happy to say I was one of the first students and thank you for giving me the opportunity to work <laughs> through it. And oh my God, like the, from the Teflon floss to matrix selection to wedge modification, you covered everything uh, beautifully. But to, to today what I want to do is extrapolate, maybe just pinch, squeeze out of you some gems that can help everyone, right? So this is today, uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's the Protrusive Dental Podcast episode, but it's also like a group function, okay? A group function is what I do when we have a problem uh, in our community, with the, the listeners, and they have a problem uh, and they want, they need the answer to that one specific problem. And that problem at the moment is um, a contact points, right? So the reason I got you on is because who better to get you on, Magic? Because um, your course is called 
contact point ambassador. So great, great name. Uh, and I think the times as a dentist where I felt the lowest after a clinical day is when I, in my mind, I cannot get rid of that stupid, silly, open contact, right? You try your best, you do everything, and you're still left an open contact, right? It's not nice. It's not a nice feeling. And sometimes you think, could I have done something better? Or was that impossible? Now, I know in your vocabulary, there is no such thing as impossible. Uh, I've seen any any contact. I've seen uh, you've, you've closed it. But what I also appreciate, by the way, for those who don't know, is that you share your failures, your past failures, and how you've learned and adapted, which is why it sets up perfectly to the first question, Magic, which is, that annoying scenario whereby you put your matrix in. So this could be a circumferential matrix or a sectional matrix, right? You put the matrix in, okay? You're sealing the cervical area of the cavity. So remember, we're, we're, you know, we're on video, but we're also, uh, for the audio listeners, we need to be very descriptive what we're describing, okay? So the matrix has a good seal and the matrix looks like it's got a nice contact to the, um, opposed, the adjacent tooth, which is good. But as soon as you put the wedge in, the contact is gone. And now you have like a one millimeter uh, open contact. What are we doing wrong when this happens? And how, what tip can you give to the dentists who are having this problem now and again? Yeah, probably this is one of the most common uh, problem. And that was also my problem for many, many years. And so I know this frustrating moment when you, when you see it, especially that, uh, very often we don't have enough time to to correct it and it would be super if we have some some solution for that and that was the uh, the beginning of the idea of the teflon floss so the biggest problem is the fact that the wedge is a stiff material so if you use the plastic wedge or the wooden wedge very often those wedges are just too big or they're moving just too close to the occlusal surface and this is the biggest reason for losing the contact point so uh, my advice would be to to try to use the teflon floss because teflon floss just is a game changer because this is something that will gonna adapt to the to the space that is the interdentally and it's pretty soft at the beginning so if you've got the matrix with some kind of the curvature if you use the stiff wedge suddenly if the wedge is too big it will just move the move the matrix but if you've got something soft teflon force will go under the curvature of the matrix and then it will just self-adapt so if you are using the stiff wedges you always have to customize it. So you have to cut it. So you have to reduce it from its height or uh, you have to cut the plastic wedges. That is pretty time consuming as well because as you know, because we also have to customize very often our matrices. So there is so many things to customize that suddenly it turned out that there is no enough time for finishing the whole, whole thing. So uh, Teflon floss make everything much, much easier. However, you have to, to learn how to use it, like with everything. Well, th those um, people listening right now who maybe didn't catch our first episode, we discussed uh, Teflon floss at great depth. Essentially, it's floss uh, much more intricately than what I'm describing, but uh, wrapped in Teflon. And essentially, you get like a, a softer wedge where I can get a really nice seal that is adaptable. Uh, and, you know, I'm definitely sold on the Teflon floss. Uh, and uh, I believe you released a video recently as a preview for your course. And I'll add that on my website so people can check it out, uh, how to do the Teflon floss. And then they can start seeing the advantages of uh, switching to a Teflon floss rather than than a stiff wedge. Now, the issue that I described, you know, you stick your wooden wedge in uh, and uh, the contact opens. Do you think that also happens not just because it's a stiff wedge, but maybe because the wedge is too coronal? i.e. it's too, it's not deep enough, it's not uh, gingival or cervical enough. Could that be a, a cause of this issue as well? 
Sure, that's that's the another reason. So this is why it's very easy when we've got pretty shallow cavities because then the wet will go always under the curvature of the of the tooth. But if you are pretty deep, then it will always move. Uh, one of the solution is definitely to remove the gum, so to create more space for the wet, because it's impossible if you've got a lot of the gum interdentally, it's impossible to squeeze all that tissue uh, with a wet, or you have to use very big force that will be not very pleasant for your patient, especially if you work without anesthesia, but probably probably not. But sometimes it's ne really necessary to to remove the gum. So probably in my cases, like the second class cases, almost 70% of the cases. Uh, I will gonna remove the uh, remove the gum. So this is like the really essential element of the restorative treatment when we talk about the class to, to remove the gum because then it's much easier not only with the wedging but also with the matrix placing with the rubber dam placement. So a lot of the advantages of, of doing that. There are so many advantages of removing soft tissue. And I believe it was you and Pasquale Venuti who, who I first saw on social media many years ago, uh, removing soft tissue. And you, you know what, Mashek? When I first saw this, I was disgusted. <laughs> when I first saw this, I was like, oh, you're removing healthy papilla. Uh, what's going <laughs> to... You're going to destroy the biological waste. The patient will die. The patient will get necrosis. You know, all these things you think. But man, when I started to do it, Wow, the rubber dam started to seat more apically. My uh, matrix was able to seat uh, and get a better cervical seal. My wedge finally had the correct position to go to, right? So there are so many advantages of soft tissue removal. It, it, it did surprise me that 70% of the cases you're removing soft tissue. But then again, if you look at Mashik's population base and you look at the kind of caries bombs that you get, like they're always so deep. And then I think that's because, why, because you're having to, to remove the gum to because you're dealing with really deep uh, lesions. So it makes perfect sense. Now, the most common question people are thinking now while we're talking about this is, okay, uh, what do you got to use a laser or what? I mean, I know what I use, but I want to hear about what kind of things you use to remove the soft tissue in an efficient way, in an idiot proof way. Sure, you know, I was trying almost everything because for me, it was also like the complete switch of my approach in the restorative treatment. So even that I wanted in the past to be a surgeon, I really don't like to use a blade during the restorative treatment because, you know, you have to tell to your patient why you are taking the blade, why you want to cut him. And it's not so not so easy. Also, you know, the whole management and all the manual connected with the using the blade, it's not so easy, especially when we talk about the interdental space. So for me, when Pascal Venuti showed for the very first time the uh, this magic bore uh, that is not covered with the diamond, this, this very smooth bore that you can really easily remove the gum. That was the completely uh, switch for me and it, it's really probably the best possible option to do that. I was trying also the laser. However, to be honest, I'm not a fan of laser, especially in this area, because you never know how deep you will gonna burn the tissue with the laser. So the friend of mine uh, sent me a message that he uh, made the bone necrosis because he was cutting the gum, but it was just too deep, so he also cut the bone. Uh, so, for you know, I also like to have like very simple protocol, and using the burr is just the. the easiest solution for, for us because we can just put the burr into the into the handpiece, into the turbine, and you can remove it. So this is also a very important factor to use something that is very, very quick. Because also I was using the counter 
the electrosurgery uh, in such situations. However, you know, it's not always ready. So I had to ask my dental assistant to prepare it. And then if, you know, if something lasts more than three or four minutes, you will probably uh, resign using that. So, so the bar is the easiest, the quickest and, and probably the best possible option uh, to do that. Well, I've used uh, electrocautery. Um, first year out of dental school, I started using electrocautery. Um, I wish I knew at that stage about matricing and getting the best seal and stuff. And I suffered a lot at that time, as you do when you're a learner, right? Uh, and then I would use electrocautery when it's like really deep and I, and I had no choice. Uh, but then I also use a laser, but I agree with you. You don't know exactly the depth that you're penetrating the soft tissue. But when I switched to the Thermacut Burr, this burr without any diamonds, and they come in, uh, the, the one I recommend to buy, if anyone's gonna buy it, is the, you have an assorted set of like five different sizes, six different sizes. That's the best one because you get like tiny one for really tight spaces and the fat one for really fat spaces for really meaty papillas. And you just put that on high rev, no water. And I just love just, bzzz, uh, you know, all that papilla comes away so precisely uh, and, and very minimal bleeding, uh, painless. Uh, and obviously as part of this, you're doing anesthesia anyway for your class two restoration. And I'm giving a little bit in the papilla, uh, buckly going all the way. And it's just a, a great way to do it. So it's a thermocut burr that really made a huge difference. Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. If, you, if you're completely right, like if you're going to be using electrocautery and if you already have this expensive system or laser and stuff, then to actually tell your nurse, oh, can you please get it, wait for it to set up, when you can just stick this burr in, it's so, so good. And, and what do you say to patients like who are having this uh, papillectomy uh, for afterwards and aftercare? That's the most common question I get as well. Yeah, that's, that's a very good question, to be honest. Uh, definitely, in the past, I was uh, telling to my patient before that probably we were going to have to cut the, the gum. Uh, right now, when I'm doing it with a burr, I even don't mention it uh, before because sometimes we will make the patient more stressful and we know that it's nothing really big. So very often they will not even have pain after the visit, but it's very important to say it after the visit. So I always said that they should take some painkiller, that they can feel some pain afterwards. However, in 90% of cases, they feel just nothing. So on the next visit, when I ask, do you have any pain after the, the, the previous visit? They say, no, it, it wasn't painful at all. So, but there should be always the information. Also, what, is, uh, what was pretty important for me, and this let's uh, treat it as a like, uh, hint, uh, I always had a problem with uh, making my prices a little bit higher. So if we are using the, the gingivectomy, at the beginning, I was telling to my patient that we'll have to make some extra surgery because of the of the filling and they will have to pay extra for this so for me it was much easier to to raise my prices because i just added the the price for the gingivectomy so that is the best possible business because you know how easy it can be and how quick it can be but this is also one of the options how if you don't know how you can uh, increase your prices this is also one of the solution to just divide the whole restoration into the restoration and the gingivectomy Right now, it, I, I don't have this, this problem, but in the past, it was a problem for me. So it was a really useful uh, trick, let's call it. And, and that's important to discuss because when we're less experienced, we're you know, a bit more shy to charge. And you know, we, we have that whole um, dilemma about charging. So you're right. You can uh, say to the patient to add value to a treatment, say, you know what? This is a tricky one. It's, uh, the, the hole is under your gum. I need to perform a very small surgery. Don't worry, uh, Mrs. Smith. It won't hurt very much. You'll be numb. You won't feel anything. And then you're right. Afterwards, I find that patients hardly feel a thing. Now, some things that I do as a precaution, and there's zero evidence for this, uh, Mashik, in terms of uh, what I uh, say, but I do follow... like. 
as if someone's had a crown lengthening surgery, the similar advice that we might give, like don't do too much aggressive flossing there, let it heal, do some warm water salt rinse. Uh, and then one more thing I say actually, uh, which is like a funny thing, right? Is that just before I do it, because I'm using no water, using it dry, uh, I will say to the patient, it will smell like a barbecue, don't worry. And we just laugh about it, right? It's a fun little thing to say as well, just before you do it and stuff. So yeah, absolutely, use a thermocut burr, use a soft, remove soft tissue where it's appropriate and you will find so many benefits of doing that. And you can get the thermocut burr pretty much worldwide. I believe it's made from Densply. There might be some fake ones out there as well, whatever. It's just, it's just steel, right? It's just diamond, uh, no diamond on it. It's a very uh, simple thing. So uh, Mashek, I'm gonna uh, end this group function now by just asking you, can you just give us one more, because you know you mentor people and you um, teach on this all the time. What is a common dilemma that you find dentists are doing, as well as the ones I told you already, like the lack of soft tissue removal, uh, the wedge getting in the way and moving, removing your contact. One more issue that you think that we could um, have a little, little trick, a little gem you can give us to help improve our contact areas or contact points. I think that one of the most important part also that uh, I didn't know for many, many years is to prepare our visits uh, to, to make the restoration. So, you know, in the past, I thought that we need some preparation only when we are doing this digital smile design and so on. We have to plan everything. But to be honest, it's also very important to check how much space do we have for our filling. Because very often uh, when we deal with the very old fillings, sometimes the one tooth overlap the another one. And then it's very important if you see on the dental checkup that you will have to make the restoration on the next visit and there is a really small amount of space or there is a very flat uh, filling that is almost connected to the uh, neighbor tooth, it's sometimes it's much better to place the ortholigature in between the teeth just to create more space. Because when we talk about... Like an ortho uh, separator, right? An ortho separator or the uh, there is something like widget uh, to make the rubber that more stable. So this is just a piece of the rubber. So like with the gingivectomy, we've got the some surgery here we've got even some orthodontic connected with the with the restoration because the most difficult at least for me is the situation when we've got very small amount of space in between because then any metrics will be good so then we will have to use like the stride uh, stripe uh, and it will just make our contact point very very bad so it's much easier if we've got more space than if, if we've got less, just a little bit. So it's much easier when we create additional space. We put the, just the widget for two weeks and then we've got extra one millimeter that makes everything much, much easier during the, during the visit. Uh, that, that's amazing. And to make it even more tangible. And it looks so cool on the photo. <laughs> That's another reason to do it if you're, if you're not going to do it already. But to make it tangible to, to listeners, like something I do quite a lot of is a hall crown. So these are like stainless steel crowns for children without any preparation. And, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes we need to plan ahead and, and create some space because you're not doing any prep. You want this um, metal um, crown to seat. It's like a preformed metal crown, right? And that's when commonly we'd be using these ortho separators or exactly. ligatures. So just like you said, like we've all seen that restoration of that premolar. Commonly it's a premolar uh, and it's almost like impacted into the next premolar and you don't have any room. It's going to be difficult to floss. It's going to be difficult to give you a very nice contour. So your gem there is, is, is brilliant. Use an orthodontic ligature or, or a separator and put it in a few weeks before your appointment. It opens up that space 
and now it'll give you better control, a better curvature on your contact, and therefore you get more chance of getting a contact area than a contact point with less deformation of your matrix. So amazing. Uh, Mashek, thank you so much. Um, please tell us which is the website we need to go on to check out your new course, uh, Contact Point Ambassador. Uh, and do you have any um, closing enrollment or any dates we need to know so I know when to get this podcast out as well? Uh, sure. The, I think we'll link the the address to the website uh, under this talk. Uh, but yeah, there is this special promotion that will last only this this month, so uh, till the end of the June. Uh, this is the fifty percent off from the original price of the of the course. So I believe that it's a very good moment to uh, to to watch hold the course. Amazing. That is fantastic. And then, uh, like I said, I've done it and there are so many gems in it and I'm not going to give away too many uh, secrets. But one thing I want to know is uh, where do I buy an Elliott separator from? <laughs> Uh, you know there are many distributors right now. I I bought a couple of them. So right now, you know, I like to I like to uh, check different uh, different brands, different uh, instruments. So right now I've got one from, like the Chinese version, one from the Japan. So there are many many places that where you can buy. In in Poland, uh, there are, you know when you type the Elliott separator, you will definitely find one where to buy it. Amazing, because I haven't looked. I just w w was wondering, basically, because I don't know many UK dentists who have one, but I think it's time because uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give away the secrets because you have to do the course. I mean, there's such a, a beautiful way to use these in a really clever way. I mean, I'm not going to give it away with the Teflon floss as well. Uh, like, you'll never have an open concept ever again. Uh, and it's just, you know, that's our bread and butter. And for the cost of one, I mean, privately, for the cost of one restoration, you're putting on a whole masterclass on uh, contact points. That's an amazing value. So, okay, that's putting it very tight for me. So now, as we're recording, this is June 24th. By the time this episode comes on, will be Monday. Okay, so that'll okay. You'll have around about four or five days to uh, get this discount. But honestly, even if the price rises, it doesn't matter. It's a fantastic course. You should do it. But definitely check it out. I'll link the website in the outro if I can, or if not, it will definitely be in the website as well. So be protrusive.co.uk forward slash contact points. I'm gonna make it contact points. There we are. Thank you so much, Mashek, for your time. I really appreciate you coming on again and giving so much value. Thank you, Des. Well, there we have it, guys. That was Mashik Savinci on this group function all about how to improve your uh, contact areas and contact points and how to overcome these common challenges. So takeaway points were make sure you modify or select an appropriate wedge, something like a Teflon floss, which he covers really well. Now, as promised, if you're watching the video version uh, on the website or on YouTube, I've got a link to how to do the top Teflon floss so you can do it in full. And it's really, you know, it's a little bit fiddly at first, but once you do it and you see that beautiful contact maintained, it's awesome. The importance of soft tissue removal. So again, I will link you to the Thermacut burrs. They are brilliant. Every practitioner should have a pack, a multi-assorted pack of Thermacut burrs. And of course, the ortho ligature tip was absolutely fantastic. Now, if you want to take advantage of uh, this discount that uh, Mashek's offering, 50% off before the end of June, please go to protrusive.co.uk forward slash contact point or one word that's contact point and I'll take you to exactly where you need to go to take advantage of this offer to, to do his amazing class twos and contact point course I'll catch you in the next episode of Prusrati thanks so much for listening all the way to the end <laughs> <laughs>